Welcome to Day Beautiful. I'm Adam Vitkavich, and this is a podcast where readers can discover debut authors. If you like what you hear here, check out daybeautiful.net for more author interviews and book recommendations. You can also follow us on social media at Day Beautiful on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Today's guest is a writer and communications director whose bylines have appeared in publications like Vice, Cosmopolitan, Vogue Business, Teen Vogue, Mashable, Pop Sugar, and elsewhere. American by birth, she currently lives in London, and her debut novel, Adelaide, is out now. Please welcome Genevieve Wheeler. Hey, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Um, I you know, loved your book. And I, you know, in my research of you, I discovered like some more of your bylines about what you write about outside of like this novel. So I can't wait to dive into that. But I'm curious, like, what is Adelaide about from your perspective? What, how do you pitch it to readers? Right. Which is always a tricky question. Mm -hmm. I feel like I still haven't nailed down the elevator pitch and I I should have that by now. Um, But really Adelaide is about a 20 something year old woman living in London, an American in London. Mm -hmm falls in love with a charming English man and ends up in a very tumultuous relationship with him and then has to eventually kind of find her way out of that relationship and back to herself is probably the the quickest yeah. synopsis I can give. Yeah, I, I always like asking and then most writers are always like, you know what, it's so hard. And like, that's why, I mean, even as a reader, I always am bad at doing synopses for books because there's so much going on in all books, you know, so... Um, it's, yeah. it's, it's tricky. It's tricky too to think about like how you how you've written a story and then you kind of condense it down into thirty yeah. seconds, which again shouldn't be hard to do, but for whatever yeah. reason it is. So yeah, definitely. Um, and so like the book is about more than just the relationship, but that is like the central part, the anchor. Um, and before we dive into the book, I was looking through your bylines and reading some of your pieces, and it seems like you write a lot, or you have written a, a, a quite a bit about relationships in general. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you kind of fall into that writing for like the various publications you, you had written for? Yeah. So when I was in grad school in the UK, um, I started writing as a dating writer for elite daily and mm. I'd had a couple of kind of crazy dating stories to tell on my own, but that really pushed me to, to get outside of my comfort zone a little bit and to kind of look at dating in a different way and analyze dating in a different way and really drill down what it was that that felt relatable about those different experiences and what was kind of unique about them and all that jazz. So mm-hmm. that's why I ended up starting to write about dating and then it just kind of carried on from there. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then was Adelaide something you were thinking about even back then, like a, about a, a central relationship as a, as fiction? Not really, honestly. Um, it was it was the type of thing, obviously, Adelaide is fictional. It's a novel, mm-hmm. but it is pulled from some personal experiences that I had and um, just some a lot of feelings that I had, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, and so it wasn't until I was, I guess I was 27, 28, 27 or so when I started writing Adelaide. And... Yeah, it hadn't really been a thought in my mind before then, before I'd gone through certain experiences. But once mm-hmm. I had, it was so obvious to me that I wanted to tell a story that kind of centered on the type of relationship where you put someone else and their needs above your own. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
Did you go back and like, you know, read any of your old dating pieces to like kind of get in the mindset of what an early 20 something year old is thinking about? Or how did you capture like Adelaide's like thought process? I had a lot of journal entries mm. that kind of captured those feelings of of falling in love and, and feeling like you're a second class citizen to someone in a relationship. And so I really pulled pretty heavily from my own writing, but personal writing, not yeah. necessarily something I'd already put out in the world to do that. Yeah. Was it easy to get back into like that time frame and that mindset? It it was easy in some ways because I could remember what it felt like and mm. I could kind of jog my memory with my own words and then elaborate and, and paint a picture from there. But it was also um, kind of difficult emotionally to put yourself back in that place. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was challenging. It was easy. It was cathartic. It was just a blend of, of so many different things. Yeah. I, I've talked to a lot of, especially like people who write memoirs about like getting into something that is very personal and how easy it could be or how difficult it could be. Um, I'm always like curious and, and shocked by some answers. Like some people are like, it's completely a different person. I don't even think of myself that way anymore. It's interesting to think about how you can kind of and in this case, it's, it's not a memoir, like it is fiction. So there are clear lines between myself and Adelaide, mm-hmm. but she also has a lot of me in her. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's, it's just a funny, it's yeah, a funny I was, dynamic. I was talking to another fic- like a writer who very similar to where it's like completely fictional, but it was inspired by a weekend that happened to her. And it's like, yeah, it was super easy because I was just pulling from like, not these dark times, but yeah, these dark times and I can, I, I knew the outcome was going to be different or whatever, because it is fiction, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. you, I, I want to go back to you. Why, why start Adelaide? Like why, how did this all come? Like you're, you're doing your career in, I, I believe marketing communications. Um, why fiction? Mm-hmm. So I actually, I wrote an article in 2019, January of 2019, that got the attention of an editor over in the UK. Mm-hmm. And she reached out to me and I, I called up a friend um, and who was an author and said, right, like this editor reached out to me. I want to write a book. What do I do now? Mm-hmm. And she said, well, you need an agent. And I just saw one tweet today and say she was interested in something kind of around the themes that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So got in touch with that agent. Her name's Melissa Edwards. She ended up becoming my my agent um magically and wonderfully so and I wrote this full nonfiction proposal that went out about a year later and did not sell mm-hmm. so in March of 2020 I think two months or so after we'd gone out on submission I had a call with her and she said look I don't think this is going to go anywhere do you have anything else up your sleeve and I thought well I had this kind of crazy relationship I've got all of these journal entries like I mentioned earlier and mm-hmm. And then a week later, the world shut down and I wasn't in a position where I was, you know, trying to help my children with home learning or working around the clock shifts at a hospital. Like I just gained time during the Mm -hmm. pandemic. Yeah. And thus, I I kind of poured that time into just writing Adelaide and, and there it was. Yeah. Did it come easy switching from someone who has written so much like, you know, Uh, essays and nonfiction switching to Mm -hmm. fiction for you it didn't at first I wrote the first I wrote the prologue in the first two chapters a few times in third Mm -hmm. person and couldn't quite find the right voice and then I wrote it all in first person Mm -hmm. and went back and switched it into third and that was when I was like right I I found it now I clicked into it 
but it did take a little bit of trying to write from the perspective of something I had experienced myself to find that voice and make that shift. When did it start clicking for you? I mean, you know, I know you just explained it, but when did you realize like, okay, this is how I have to do it? Like, was there a specific moment? It, I don't know that there was a specific moment. Mm -hmm. I don't know what made me what made me do it? It might've been that I was looking at journal entries and thought, well, all of these are written in first. So why don't I try that? Um, but I'm not sure exactly. I think you just, you toy around with different things and you wonder what's going to sound best and what's going to resonate the most. And somehow I, I landed on what I landed on. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I felt when I was reading the book, obviously there's a connection with the characters and what she's going through, but there's also this great sense of sense of place. And you, you mentioned you lived in London. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you, you wrote it while in America though, were you going, cause it was during the pandemic. I'm assuming, was there any travel back to like get the sense of everything? No. So I wrote it mostly in London. Oh, okay. Um, so got I it. I still okay. live in London. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I will cut that because for some reason I thought you lived in San Francisco. I don't know where I put that in my notes. Oh, no worries. No worries. No, it's hard. So, cause I'm obviously I am American and yes. I live in London. So it's kind of, I think I just wrote something dumb in my notes. Um, okay, so I'm gonna. You may saw that. So you were in London during the pandemic, right? You still. I was there. in London during the pandemic. Yeah, um, for the majority of the pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So writing it, I, I, there was a great sense of place, you know, that as well as the characters. Um, so it wasn't always going to be set in London. Like, was that always going to be part of everything? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think uh, for me, like. London is such a an important character in the story beyond mm-hmm. just being the setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I have this love affair with London and Adelaide has this love affair with London. And I felt like that was important to include. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also is just like quite a romantic city. It's hard not to not to fall in love while living there. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to capture that as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, like I said, I really loved like feeling what she was going through, but again, where she was going through it. Um, I was just in London. I had been there before, but I did some traveling in January for some birthday stuff with my partner and, my, and me. And even in January, when it's like cold and gray, it's still magical, you know, like yeah. it, always, it always feels magical. Exactly. Exactly. It's even when it's dreary and wet, it's still lovely. So, yeah. Um, so as you're writing it, as you're going through the pandemic, as you've kind of figure out how you want to write it, um, what were like the most difficult parts to get through? Did it all come naturally or were there humps throughout things where it was like you were stuck on for a while? There were definitely points where I was stuck. Um, I would say, I remember I shared the first 10 chapters or so with my agent Mm -hmm. and she was like, right, we've got to kind of quicken the plot here a little bit. We've got to give it a little bit more tension and kind of make it a little bit more fast paced. And so again, taking these like, feelings that I had and these loose experiences that I'd had and trying to string them into a proper plot and keep the reader engaged mm-hmm. was um, definitely a challenge at certain points because I would end up kind of waxing poetic about something that didn't really need to be in there and wasn't really integral to the story. Um, but I think at the same time, I knew where I wanted it to end and I knew that I wanted to I knew that I wanted to write it on a certain timeline and I knew that, you know, this is the point I need to get to. Mm -hmm. So I got stuck a little bit. I probably got the most stuck later on in about the last like third of the novel. 
Um, but because I had that ending in mind, I was like, right, I'm working towards this. I know I've got to land here somewhere. And and so eventually I got there. Yeah. I mean, with, with that ending in mind, I mean, you know, that's point A is the beginning, point B is the ending. Was there a, like a thick outline for things or did you kind of just follow her where she was going? I just followed her. Yeah. I just went along for the ride. And, yeah. um, and again, I knew, I knew where I wanted things to end up. And I knew yeah. I had to kind of, without spoiling anything, take some characters mm-hmm. who were kind of the sides of the story and and bring them to the forefront. Um, but I hadn't figured out how to do that just yet. So it took me, it took me a while to get there. But once I did, it was kind of the way I describe it is like a faucet, like it's either on or off. So it's yeah. flowing, and it's going and I could sit down and just write nonstop or it was off and I couldn't really write anything. So once I got there, it was, it was good. For sure. And and one thing I'm curious about, I think a lot, I mean, I, I would say like 99% of, of, of debut authors get the question, oh, is this about your life? And we've touched upon like how it's not, obviously. It's like mm-hmm. writers are going to pull from what their emotions are. Um, but I am curious about like the people in your life who, who have read it, like, do they think it's autobiographical? Like, wh- what's the re- like reaction from people who know you and have and know Adelaide now? Yeah, it's interesting because I think the people who knew me before know mm-hmm. that they know the bits of the story that are pulled from mm-hmm. from my own experience, and they know mm-hmm. the bits that are not. For the most part, I think they're everyone has some questions about something along the way, and did this really happen this way, mm-hmm. or is this fact or fiction? Um, but what's interesting is the people who didn't know me and aren't able to make those clear distinctions between me and Adelaide and kind of pick up on the fact that, you know, she's an American in London, I'm an American in London. The yeah. author's note um, alludes to the fact that, again, while it's fictitious, there are elements of the story that are kind of drawn from from my mm-hmm. own experience. So that's been more interesting to me is is having people who who didn't know me prior not be able to distinguish between me and the character. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. The kind of, yeah. Yeah. I always find it fascinating because like I never ask, oh, is this about your life? Um, because I usually know it's not. And I just haven't asked someone who's who is in your position where it's like, of course, I pulled from my life. You pull from your experiences. But I, I mm-hmm. and I never ask like, oh, what do friends think? Um, yeah, it, it is. It is fascinating how I think readers, even friends, like have a perception of the author always of. I mean, even if, even if the book is like historical fiction, they're like, oh, is this queen based off of? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's um, hard It's hard not to imagine that someone is writing because everything that you're writing about, you have to have felt in some way, yes, I guess. Yeah. But some of that can be through, you know, if you're historical, if you're writing historical fiction, then it can yeah. be through reading a biography that touched, mm-hmm. you know, struck a chord in a certain way and made you feel something and so then you channel that into your writing but it's it's hard to separate that from the author i think thank you so much to genevieve for joining the day beautiful podcast to talk about her debut novel adelaide which is out now you can follow her on her website at genevieveewheeler.com and she is also on twitter and instagram at g wheeler that's g-e-e-e wheeler on twitter and g-e-e wheeler on instagram i'll link those in the show notes you can find Day Beautiful at daybeautiful.net and follow us on social media at daybeautiful. As always, I'm Adam. This is Day Beautiful, and you're all beautiful.